get some things off my chest. Tough times, I hope y'all holding up. We'll be high cause we always is. But I'm feeling like this. How many mothers have to cry? How many brothers gotta die? How many more times? How many more times? How many more marches? How many more signs? How many more lives? How many more times? Take a look around. Can you see it now? Don't be colorblind. Cause when they're killing mine, they'll try to justify. Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, uh, episode 102. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Welcome back. Um, so, <clears throat> we have to start with what everyone is seeing, what everyone is going through right now, and that's the protesting all over the world. Uh, it is a worldwide event um, for for police brutality and um, uh, a bit of racial divide but it, it's it's something that's been ongoing obviously and um, I don't think we have to go too too deep into it because I'm pretty sure everyone knows what's going on yeah if only if you maybe if you don't have access to like you know technology but that's a small fraction. And those people... Yeah, anyway. Um, so we're going to just talk about that for a second. Um, listen. Something does have to change. Clearly. Um, it has started with a murder. Uh, a couple murders, actually. And now... Every day, the police give us new material to go on. Ever since. I've seen more police brutality in the last two weeks than I've seen my whole life. And yeah, part of it is because camera phones. But part of it is just because of the awareness. The protesting, the rioting, the looting is working. Because there is awareness. There's reform uh, you know, being at least talked about. Um, and... You know, as Gianna Floyd said it the best, the world is changing. It's changing. Yeah, that that's the that's the over, overall positive. Yeah. Uh, but it, honestly, it's not changing fast enough, in my opinion. Oh, of course not. Uh, and even after this, it won't change fast enough right. because, you know, we can change the laws, we can change the rules, but we can't change people's hearts. You know, um, what's in these police men's heart whether it's wanting to be aggressive whether it's racism whether it's you know uh homophobia regardless of what it is it, a couple laws and a couple reforms is not going to change that so um it, it starts at parenting it starts at schools education you know um we can't let kids grow up to be these kind of people, you know? Um, and that's one reason why a lot of the places are talking about defunding and 
uh, reallocating funds into education and more community programs for people to grow up differently. Um, so uh, I, I want people listening to really use your eyes about what's happening. I've seen a lot of conspiracies. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot of conspiracies. I've heard a lot of hatred and, uh, you know, insensitivity. But, I mean, just look. Look. Watch the news. Look at what's happening. It, every single day. Um, it's weird because the news kind of, uh, kind of played to a certain side almost. Yeah, certain news is doing, yeah. Uh, and there's a little <laughs> bit of bias. But the, the, the really frustrating thing is for, for a little while, it seemed like the country united. When the video initially was released, yes, everybody unanimously thought it was horrifying. Yeah. And, and this is where it just gets insane to me is... A race of people cries out that there's a systematic problem in this country. Mm -hmm. And somehow a fraction of people, and some of those people are in our government, either can't comprehend it, don't want to comprehend it, or flat out disagree. Right. That just blows my mind. And that's the biggest problem, is that it's the people who matter that are in the government that feel that way. You know, or and it's one of those things where if it doesn't affect you, you just may not care. <laughs> you may not understand it. You may, you know, a lot of people just if they don't understand it, they just don't care about it. And um, and that's that's such a that's such a problem. Major because problem. that's one of the things that's preventing real change from happening. Yeah. Like just because something doesn't affect you directly doesn't mean you can't have empathy. Right. Doesn't mean you can't see it from the perspective of who it's happening to. It doesn't mean that those people don't deserve your empathy, too. Right. Cause some people have empathy. They'll have empathy for a dog, but they won't have empathy for a right. person of color. So, you know. Um, that's all I got, really, on that. For today, at least. Dude, I, I was also shocked by the Karen thing. And, like, I'm happy that's, that's like, a noticeable thing now, and there's a law, you know, going in to change it. But, man, like, it, it was just so weaponized, so casually, and so unnecessarily, the racism, mm -hmm. that it's just, like, it. at this point, like you said, you, you have to be blind not to see how ignorant some of these people are. Which what are you talking about specifically? Uh, well, I don't remember the woman's name. the The first video, uh, the dog Amy, one, Amy Cooper, maybe. It is it's Cooper, yeah. Both of uh, their names was Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it just blows my mind how like she just weaponized racism instantly. Instantly, man. Like it wasn't even a, a thought. Like maybe, oh, I don't like you, and then it gets racist. It was innately racist and let me explain something um about that for people who do not understand why that is racist uh it ties into why the protesting and rioting is happening 
Because all white people know that cops shoot black people. Right. She knew that. That's why it's... That's the only reason it's a threat. That's why white people will threaten black people with, oh, I'll call the cops on you. Because we're supposed to be afraid because everybody... It seems like everybody should know that it's general knowledge that when police come and a white person's life is in danger, the first thing they do is shoot a black person. Or put their knee on their neck until they stop breathing. Um, So... For those who do not understand why that was racist or don't get why that's a problem, it's because she she was threatening to have him killed, basically. I mean, that that was her intention. She said, oh, I'm going to tell the cops my life is in danger. Yeah. And when the cops come, anyone can guess what the cops would have did if they believed her. Right. So, I mean, and, you know, thank God for camera phones now. For this particular thing, um, for all of this, imagine if there wasn't a recording of any of these events. There wasn't a recording of the guy and the dog. If there wasn't a recording of George Floyd, what would happen? Oh, he just, they'd probably go off the toxicology. And then, you know, we'd never get justice. Um, I want to shout out to the uh, Washington DC mayor for the uh, the Black Lives Matter in yellow. Yeah, that's amazing. And the street sign. Uh, speaking of DC, man, I love what they did to Trump's fence. Yeah, me too. Oh, just perfect. Yeah. Um, and one more thing, and I this is are you done with this topic? Yeah, I mean, what I'm we, about to say ties into the next topic. Yeah, you mentioned ignorance. I figured you'd tie it into. But this too, um, this the news reporting that uh, Trump is thinking about, and I, I haven't been political on this podcast much, and this really isn't a political thing. This is just a, for me my morals thing. The news reporting that. Um, Senate and Congress is they want him to make a speech about race and unity and that he's thinking about it if everyone has to ask you to do something you probably don't want to do it so I'm not really accepting it as your heart or honesty I'm never going to accept that if you have to be pressured by a hundred people or pressured by people who you know have uh have influence on your job to do something which is just say something I'm I'm not going to take it serious never regardless of what it is any situation and, and you know I'm sure just like your parents if they have to ask you 40 times to eat your vegetables you obviously don't want to eat the vegetables you know what I'm saying yeah that's a minor thing but the reason why that ties into our first topic and uh as always we do start with sports um drew Brees. listen man ignorance at its finest ignorance at its finest and he has every um he had access to not be ignorant so when people are you know, saying, oh, yeah, he, you know, he doesn't get it. He, he just was oblivious to it. He never understood it. But it, it was, 
if anyone should understand it, it should be another quarterback who plays against this dude for six years. For him to not understand what Kaepernick was doing, he could easily pick up the phone and ask him. It's his... If he didn't um, understand it and he never took the time to understand it, he shouldn't have commented. That's how how I look at it. And for me, like I said, he said what he said. And I'm not going to really go over what he said because I feel like if you are listening to a sports podcast, you probably already know what he said. Or go look it up. But um, <laughs> if the whole NFL has to come after him for 10 hours and 10 hours later he comes out with an apology, I'm not accepting the apology. I, I, yeah. I can't. Yeah, th- this is it's not one of those things you can – it doesn't matter what you say. You're not being forgiven. Right. Like, uh, you know, I'll give him credit. He's trying to, he- like, hear what he's been ignorant to. He's trying to move forward, and moving forward, we'll see if we he deserves forgiveness. Yes, but I don't want to. I don't even want to hear him talk anymore. Exactly. Exactly, because he obviously was pressured into the apology, both apologies. Yeah. If you have to do two, you really were pressured, because <laughs> someone probably hit him up after the first one, and says something about it. You know. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, man, I am loving the unity of the NFL players. I really am. Um, the NFL is one of those leagues that's kind of tough for uh, you to really gauge how many athletes are participating in stuff like the protesting. Yeah. Because there's probably 60 players on NFL teams that no one has ever seen. Other than their own families, you know? Yeah, or like super fans. Right, yeah. Uh, so, um, that's, it's tough, but from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of football players participating in either protesting or whether it's social media, activism, you know, doing something. I've seen a lot of football players. I have. I haven't seen a lot of stars, but I have seen... A lot of guys, you know, who play in the NFL, but I think we're going to get to the stars. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as far as what Goodell said in response, I mean, it's good that he uh, he's understanding what's going on Mm -hmm. and better late than never. But it's pretty fucking late, I got to say. Of course. It's really late. Yeah. Kaepernick has been out of the league for four years now. Yeah. To me, this shows that they have never had any dialogue. Because how four years later, if everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but if so, so many people who come out and support Kaepernick and, you know, who wear him on his t- on their t-shirts and who's rooting for him to be back in the league can understand why he did what he did and we don't even talk to him we're just watching him on TV and Goodell you know we didn't understand we were insensitive we weren't listening didn't listen yeah. yeah why weren't you listening talk to him 
How can someone sitting at home in the living room understand somebody better than you can that you have over, you know, you have his phone number? That's what I don't get. And you apparently you've met with him multiple times. You paid the man. So, I mean, you sat with him in court, right? Didn't they have a uh, hearing? Yes. Yeah, they had a whole settlement about his, uh, you know, him being blackballed. Right. So you, you didn't ask him again why he was kneeling while yeah. you were doing You'd that? rather just give him some money and go away. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think that is completely insane that uh, he is this late. It's just, man, I, I don't think we hold athletes and people who work in athletics accountable enough especially based off this situation i've realized that yes um and we'll get to music but uh where where do you want to start as far as athletes go with this before we get into well with with the whole ignorance thing it's like you said it's no longer allowed to be an excuse right it shouldn't take something this drastic for you to you know, see something that's going on in the country and and provide a statement or provide your reaction, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But it just, it seems fake now. Yeah. It seems fake now because something so awful happened. Now you have no choice but to jump in and support. It just shows throughout all our disagreements, we may disagree on politics, on you know, people's actions, but we all agree that murder is wrong. Yes. <laughs> That's basically all they're saying. Oh, yeah, murder is bad. How do yes. You <laughs> it, it takes it takes um, uh, a cop sitting on a black dude's neck for nine minutes for you to realize that? Yes. You didn't pay attention to the signs? I don't have to list the names. Right. Like, it's been happening for years. Yeah. But but Colin Kaepernick kneeled and all this whoa whoa you're disrespecting the flag. We can't even we can't even talk about what the problem is. Nope. We have our own problem now. Like nobody cares. Right. And that this is frustrating to me that it doesn't seem genuine that you're coming out now when no shit it it's been happening. Yeah. To to come out and say it's been happening it needs to stop. It like that's so obvious. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I want to talk about my biggest problem with the protesting. And why I am partially okay. I, I have no problem with anything the people have been doing, by the way. I, I get the looting seems a little counterproductive, but I'm not, I don't, I don't really care about it because it's such a small price for all these places. It's just another way to distract you from what's going on. It is. And the thing is, the people who have been looted and, you know, who can't afford to be looted, people are paying them back right away. So I'm, I saw one lady in Minnesota, it was a, um, a Middle Eastern couple, their whole place was burned to the ground. And she said, I'm all right. They got to do what they got to do. I can rebuild my place. George Floyd's not getting his life back. Right. That's it. And and the thing is, I mean, you talked about this earlier. 
this we're this isn't plan A anymore. This isn't plan B. This is like they've tried everything else. For I know. That's everything. what's infuriating about it. Everything and people are still mad. Okay, we we uh tried to talk. No one listened to us. This is in the '60s. Tried to talk. Cool. We tried to march. Nothing has changed. Still hoses. Still dogs. Still beating us. Beating the crap out of us. Still killing us. Uh, we sat in restaurants. Shout out to Greensboro. And then none of that worked. So if you're not hearing us, you're not seeing us when we're standing right in front of you. Okay, we're gonna start tearing stuff up. It's easy. I mean, now now change is happening, right? Right. Anyone can say, okay, nothing else works, and now they have to start looting and burning stuff down, and now there's a reform in in progress. Oh wow. I mean, what else? What else do you need to understand the rioting and the looting? What else do you need? And these people who want to distract you from what's going on, they are still trying to tell you how to protest. Yes. It's like, like you said, it. They've tried all the shit that you want them to do. You, you. They've tried all the peaceful, the talking, the walking. It, it hasn't worked. Right. And now that it's turned into chaos a little bit. Now you still want to tell them how to protest. Right. It's never the, a right way to protest for people who just can't comprehend what's going on. Right. Um, I want to play this clip from uh, Emmanuel Acho from ESPN. Um, let me fast forward to it real quick. I thought it was really interesting. He was on CBS and talking about... Um, you know, he did a YouTube thing for uh, his white friends to ask him questions. And he went and answered them from his perspective as a black ex-NFL player. Um, and this, he said some very interesting things. Uh, I, I have it right here. Let's see. We're being honest. And so I realize it's not necessarily about what I know, Gail. It's about what I can get my white brothers and sisters to know. And if they want to stand with us, which so many of them desperately want to do at this point in time, well, then let me help educate them, Gail. Let me help increase their level of knowledge yeah. so they can fully feel our level of pain so they can fully help. Well, I'm curious, Emmanuel, how about how this came about, because I don't know about you, but I've had so many white friends and colleagues. Emmanuel, I even heard I'm from a, someone I'm in fast high forward school, to the part. I'm, and it's been a I'm minute since I've been to high school, asking what can I do to support? Yeah, you don't need to laugh at For comments that he wouldn't support any player taking a knee during the national anthem. First, I want to play Breeze's comments and reaction by For his teammate Malcolm Jenkins. For those who didn't Malcolm hear Breeze's comments, let's, let's this take is a listen. it again. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. Are we? Drew Brees, if you don't understand this how hurtful, Jenkins. Love, love this. how insensitive your comments are, you are part of the problem. When we step off of this field and I take my helmet off and I'm a black man walking around America and I'm telling you I'm dealing with these things, I'm telling you my communities are dealing with these things, 
And your response to me is, don't talk about that here. This is not the place. Where is the place, Drew? This morning, Breeze issued a lengthy apology for his comments, saying it breaks his heart to realize how much pain he has caused. He added, quote, I recognize that I am part of the solution and can be a leader for the black community in this movement. Emmanuel, what's your reaction to all of that? Well, let me set the record straight, my friend Anthony, because the agenda with Colin Kaepernick got moved. Colin Kaepernick at first was told to take a knee by a Green Beret, a man by the name of Nate Boyer, who I actually played football with at the University of Texas. He served in the military for over a decade and continues to serve. So for those that don't know, that's just a quick fact check. Colin Kaepernick wasn't the one who initiated taking the knee. Colin Kaepernick was sitting. A former military um, person, Nate Boyer, told Colin Kaepernick it would be more honorable to take a knee. I'm disappointed in Drew Brees. I played, uh, played with Malcolm Jenkins with the Philadelphia Eagles. I know Malcolm Jenkins' heart. Drew Brees has to understand, how can you tell a oppressed person when to protest oppression? That does not make sense to me, Anthony. That, that, that in and of itself intrinsically defines the fact that oppression exists. I am going to tell you when you can protest your mistreatment. That, to me, does not make sense. So Drew Brees, I would hope that he would be somebody who would watch one of the videos that I put out and just learn more yeah. before you Okay, then he just starts promoting himself. But I feel like he summed it up very, very well about telling people how to protest. I mean, they're the ones who are suffering, so how are you going to tell them so how to say they're suffering? Oh, it's so ignorant. It shocked, it, like, it shocked me when I saw that. <laughs> Like, Aaron Rodgers had to tell him, like, dude, it's not even about the flag. Right. I, I mean, I loved what Richard Sherman said about it. Uh, LeBron had a, you know, good reaction. It just, it just shocked everybody. Yeah. Like, I'm still shocked. I just don't understand how you could be in, in that. You, you said you have all the tools to understand, to know, to learn. And right. you only see your perspective, right? And and that's the bizarre thing. I I think if I did something radical, I feel like you would hit me up, and be like, "Yo, man, what are you doing?" And then maybe we can have a conversation about it. And then if someone asks you, you can explain. But not Drew Brees just sees, looks over the field and sees Kaepernick kneeling, and is like, "Man, that guy's an idiot." And then he never talked to him about it. He's choosing to be ignorant. And you, you should never choose to be ignorant, especially when it involves your workplace and other players around you, obviously. But um, another thing that's preventing real change, right? Uh, and last thing before we get into current events, um, you know, current sports events, I am really disappointed in. The lack of leadership I see in the protests. I think the looting, the violence, um, although they were effective, I do think, you know, maybe some pe less people could have been hurt had there been some leadership by people who have influence in those cities. You know, in the particular cities where they're from or where they play um it's now 
day 14 of protesting. And on day 12 was the first time I saw any uh, athlete actually speaking to people. I, I saw people handing out water. And I saw some athletes, but not people anyone cares about. Like, you know. Yeah, J.R. Smith... Uh... I remember J.R. Smith, Jordan Clarkson, and somebody else were out there, like, the second day. Mm-hmm. J.R. Smith beat the dude up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I-, I like that. That's really good. But... That's not who I- I'm expecting to lead at that time. J.R. Smith isn't even signed on a roster right now. And Jordan I mean... Clarkson is... He's got the summer off now, so... So, um... I don't understand. Royce White put together like the biggest protest in Minnesota on one of the bridges. It was amazing. And he's got anxiety problems. Royce White? When is the last time I mean when's the last time someone's seen Royce White? Twenty thirteen? Fourteen? <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't even stick with the big three because he couldn't travel. He could travel to Minnesota. I mean, he's from Minnesota, but you know what I mean. He's out there, like you said, with anxiety and leading, walking, cool, holding the sign, cool. But these people needed leadership because a lot of stuff was happening and you could see it was just random people with megaphones, just randoms, you know, people that, you know, oh yeah, don't you work at the CVS? Yeah, man, I'm about to lead 3000 people down the street. Come on, man. Where it it hurt me to see um, NBA players just tweeting, just talking about it, and even just walking next to people instead of leading people. This is what they're there for. This is why they have influence. This is why we buy their sneakers. This is why we watch their workout videos and follow them on Instagram and stuff because we want to hear from them. We want them to tell us what's the best thing to do because they're successful and because they have a voice. An influence. Exactly. And the thing is, the 12th day, and I I don't know, I don't know if the NBA told their players not to do it. I don't know that. Um, I don't know if that they waited, if they waited this long because it was, you know, because they believe it's safe. I don't know. So I'm going to assume that they didn't until the NBA says something about it. Uh, is that fair? Yeah. Um, Harrison Barnes, I saw him um, on day 12 in Sacramento with Matt Barnes. It was Barnes and Barnes protests. I saw <laughs> DeMar DeRozan and, and uh, Westbrook and um, Kendrick Lamar leading out there um who else did i see who else did you see well somebody who who led from pretty much day one and should be followed as an example is steven jackson oh of course by the way yeah and i mean because he was a very close friend to george floyd yeah yeah but he led you know the message of what's going on yeah he did and i'm not like you don't expect everybody to personally include themselves in what's what's happening, but like you said, you gotta lead. Ignorance is no longer allowed. 
It's not. It shouldn't have taken this long, but no more. No. It, it, it's really... It's been really bad and really disappointing, man. Especially these guys who are from these cities. From these cities that look like to be the worst places. I mean, that have the most action. You know, I, I just don't understand... I just don't get it. And I know some teams were practicing. I do know that. Um, but come on, man. These guys have jets. I mean, it could be there one day. They can take, they can tell practice, like, look, man, I got to do this. They do it for other things. It, it just was, it was bizarre to me to not see any leadership from our star athletes that make $40 million a year. That, that was just it was disappointing. Yeah, and, and donating the bare minimum too. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather I'd rather you donate in private. Don't even release that you donated five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Because when you're making twenty five million a year, that's not shit. It's not. Most of those guys make that on their endorsements of the right. Alone. Right. You know. Yeah, it's weird, man. Really, really weird. And I I mean I'd cool I'd be cool if they didn't donate at all if they were leading. That's your donation, your body, your you know, being there for people. That's good enough for me. I mean I get it. These guys some guys don't want to come out of their pocket, some guys don't know when their next you know, their next amount of money is. Like I, I don't expect JR to donate. He's not even playing. But be there and say something and tell the people that you're there for them. That's plenty. People value that. And people will never forget it. Yo, man, I was outside and Russell Westbrook came out, man, and he was talking to us and he inspired me. I mean, create more leaders. They're not even creating other leaders. They're creating hermits. They're hermits and they're creating hermits. People who just want to be in front of their phone. Yeah. Another part of the problem is if you make it, but you don't want to help, you know, your your community, your people, you're prioritizing your problems. Like, how selfish is that? Super selfish. It just, it's been really, it's been really depressing these last couple of weeks, man. Yep. Just, just kind of realizing how much, how much this country will have to overcome to make real change. Yeah, because that's that's what hit me the hardest. Like, really realizing what it's gonna take for drastic change is is scary. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. <clears throat> Um, okay, let's get into the NBA, the restart. Yes. Uh, and I will, I will mark, actually, no, I won't. I won't mark what time we do this because people should hear what we've said so far. Um, so the NBA is coming back and on, uh, July 31st, it is a 22 team, eight game wrap up to the regular season. With a play-in tournament for the eighth seed and playoffs. Um, what, what was your think? What was your reaction with like when you first saw that? Um, 
it it's two sides. I think that if they had to restart the season, I'm cool with this, but I really didn't want them to restart the season. I completely so. agree on the with the second side. <laughs> what what would you have preferred for them to start it? With? Scrap. Uh, I wouldn't have preferred for them to re- re- restart it at all. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely not. And and that's kind of one thing that's because of how you know we, the stuff we talked about earlier. Coronavirus is almost like becoming a a low key thing. Yeah. It's back. Right. I mean, some states are seeing their highest right. ever. And, um, and I, it's it's just, when the Memorial Day stuff was going on, I was like, like, how could it possibly be, you know, more important to risk your life for a party? Mm-hmm. And now there's, a, like, people are risking their lives for something meaningful in... Honestly, I, I was kind of disappointed that the athletes are coming out now. Because yeah. I would have rather them, you know, donate a ton of money, but, you know, we're trying to come back. Uh, we can't risk getting sick. You don't have to be there to lead. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be there from day day one, two, three, four, five, I don't need you leading on day 13. I agree. So I it's agree. like they missed their chance. Now they're coming out or responding the way they should have two weeks ago, but it doesn't have the same impact, but it has the same risk. You know what it's like? And I mean, this is outside of the COVID risk, but it's like telling a kid after he already did something that he did something wrong instead of before saying, look, don't do that or else there'll be consequences you just let them do it and then tell them afterwards like yo man you really messed up you're in trouble and that's kind of what they're doing with the they're talking about yo we shouldn't we shouldn't loot looting is wrong okay but there's nothing left to loot we've already taken all of it (laughs) so (laughs) why are you telling us now there's already a curfew they already shut down like the mall here in Nashville is nowhere near downtown by the way it's like 10 miles away from downtown and that shuts down at 4 o'clock. Shit gets boarded up. Yeah, the, the protesting can't even get to the mall here. And they shut the mall down at 4 o'clock. Yeah. It, so, I mean, what are you telling us to, to stop looting for? We can't even loot. We stopped looting six days ago. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it just, it just to me, I, I really, at this point, I, I was like, I didn't need them coming back at all. Yeah. I don't want. I didn't want them to come back because I don't really care who wins this year. It's gonna. It's not gonna be the same. It's gonna be an asterisk next to whoever wins. Yeah. And it's gonna be trash because I mean a lot of the players can't even come back. Some of them got surgery thinking that it won't come back. Yeah. Uh, some of them who have had COVID, you know, they're contemplating letting them back or not. There's gonna be Corona tests every day, so. Dude, did you see the video of Ennis Cantor taking the test? No. Oh, my God. Just watching the swab, oh, it's it's painful. Yeah, my dad got tested. Uh, it, it's, it does look really painful. Um, <laughs> people were people were clouded. I'm like, by the second week, they're all going to have nosebleeds mid-game. <laughs> right, for sure. Because they're going to be tested every day, I would imagine. Yeah, they are. And it's like, how are they going to respond? Like, 
I, I keep coming back to it, and this was my fear to begin with. Game seven of the finals, Lakers, Clippers, LeBron catches COVID the day before. What's going to happen? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. And it might not be Le- LeBron, but let's say, um, you know, somebody useful but not the, the star of the team. I, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. If Kyle Kuzma has been having a good series, and then after game six he has the virus, Lakers lose game seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like when Draymond got suspended. It'll be <laughs> like that. It'll be like, exactly. oh, what could have happened if he never got exactly. sick? Um, yeah, so th- that's what's kind of whack about it. But I do like the play-in option. I do like the amount of games. I don't necessarily like them playing four games a day or whatever. That's kind of crazy to me. But Just I know they have to do more it. injuries. Yeah, I know they have to do it in a short amount of time. Um, I don't really get the... Uh, free agency deal ex the extra roster spots i don't really understand that but it's just a lot of stuff that i don't really understand about it and not because i haven't read up about it i have read about it i just don't really get why they're doing it so and i will say i don't think definitively they are going to come back i know they've kind of already agreed and, and it's kind of set in stone almost (laughs) <laughs> but there's a long way to go until July 29th. I agree, yeah. And if the virus spreads like wildfire, which it looks it probably will, mm-hmm. they're not going to have a choice. I think we're going to be in quarantine again. Uh, dude, I'm expecting it. Yeah, me too. I haven't been re- really been going out anyway, but I, I definitely think, especially those guys, because all the sweat, the spit, and all that, I mean... You know, it's not going to work. But, <laughs> just in case, here we are. Yeah, but selfishly, I'm happy. on a, on a From a basketball fan's perspective, I'm very happy that they're coming back. Right. Because I'm dying yeah. without sports. How do you feel about, um, like, the multiple games a day thing? I mean, dude, we've talked about that with AAU. It's, it's fucking awful. Uh, yeah, I bet some guys are just going to get worn out. Yeah. I mean, they're not playing multiple games a day each team. But I just think playing, you know, every other day, like, straight through like this, are they going to do um, load management? You know, Kawhi probably will play two games. Yeah, and everybody's going to be out <laughs> of shape. The <laughs> they're coming back out of shape, and then they got more games than they had before. Kawhi and PG will probably alternate games. Yeah. <laughs> Play four each. Yeah. That's it. Um, I don't really have much to say about this, really. I, I think the signings will be interesting if they make if they let them have expanded rosters. I think that'll be interesting. But other than that... I will just, say, this is setting up for Portland to kind of fix their shitty season. Yeah. If, if they can come back and Lillard's kind of keeps the hot hand that he had... Uh, with a lot of the you know injured guys hopefully coming back, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Blazers could really make a, a some big noise. I think the Blazers can beat every team at least. You know, I I, I don't think the playing tournament is going to be multiple uh, games. 
right, per series? It's just going to be one game? I think so. Portland can be everybody in the West any given game. Everybody. On a good night, they can beat anybody. Completely agree. Um, so, I... There, and there's some teams. Suns and Spurs are out. Kings are probably out. Wizards. Wizards. No, Wizards got a shot. Yeah, but... I'm saying teams that in the teams that I know for sure it doesn't matter if they make the playoffs or not. It's mm. gonna be a waste of time because oh, okay. Aldridge is done for the season. Right. Spurs are done. Kings done. Um, are these all the teams? Pelicans are in the plan. Yeah, I mean they were pretty close to the eighth seed. They're done. <laughs> Grizzlies done. Uh, that's it. Suns are done. Magic are done. Everybody else got a shot in the West. I think Portland's really the only team that'll be in the play and that has a shot. Yeah. Of making it past one round. And it, the playoffs are still going to be seven-game series, right? As far as I know, yeah. That's going to be bizarre. How are they going to do that? I don't know. The more I, I, I'm trying not to think about it too much, honestly, because <laughs> it's so confusing. The more I think about it, the more negative I get. Yeah, me too. The more I'm like, every aspect I look at, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, it is. I'm not even convinced that the NFL will be able to start their season on time. Yeah, I doubt that. Especially the, the NFL needs fans. I don't know why fans can't skip a seat, just have half the arena filled. I mean, I know why they can't, but I'm surprised they haven't tried that. Skip two seats in one know, seat. Man. Some of the social distancing stuff just seems like half measure to me. Yeah, it does. Like, but... Why even take the like? I know you're losing money, but you can afford to lose money. I, I don't care if they're losing whatever numbers, how what, however big the numbers are. Right. There's more important, like, people's safety is more important. It is. Yep. I mean, <laughs> UFC is fighting, they're, and there's blood all over the place, and <laughs> Man, I... spit and snot all over the place. I mean, it, it, they still get it done. Dana, getting it done. Yeah, I mean. I was, I, I'm going to talk about that later, but um, what other NBA stuff do you want to talk about, then? Uh... Uh, Jerry Sloan passing, man. That that was tough. Oh yeah, we, it's been a while. Been yeah, we talked. Yeah, rest in peace, Jerry Sloan, legendary coach. Yeah, really good player too. Um, I've always liked him. By the way, even when uh, um, him and Darren Williams were beefing that time. Remember that? Yeah, that was crazy. Everyone was so confused because like. They were like, Darren, no one else has ever had a problem with Jerry Sloan except <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah, and Darren Williams doesn't seem like a guy who'd have, like, a problem with... <laughs> especially how he was playing in Utah. Yeah. Like, dude, you're running the show. What's the problem? And they had a good team. He, they were getting them people he needed. I don't know what the problem was. Um, Utah was built to... They just... You know, his career could have been so much better, but he just got stumped by great players. Yeah, he did. You know, the West is 
chaos for so many years. So many Hall of Famers in the West. Yeah, it's like he was in both conferences at the wrong time. Because when he was in the West, he was there at the wrong time. And, I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals, right? And then um, they just couldn't get it done. And then when he came to the East, it was the wrong time. Because LeBron, the Heat, and all that. Um, Okay. What else? The Hornets, uh, after uh, (laughs) the league's been off for so long, they just told Monk he could just come on back after his (laughs) drug. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) You didn't see that? No. (laughs) He's reinstated. He still had like 20 games. They're like, well, that's been a year ago. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. We forgot about that, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, what about the awards? Are they going to give the awards out? The Rookie of the Year and all that? I hope not. <laughs> Someone has to get it. Rookie I mean, the, I mean I, I, yeah, you know, matter of fact, I think they will give the awards because some of them are clear cut. I don't think MVP was clear cut. But, I mean. I, I'd give it to Giannis without a problem. I don't think anyone would argue that, but I don't. I still feel like there was people who were. It's because like, LeBron finished the season on such a high note. Yeah, he spanked the Bucks and the Clippers in the same weekend. Yeah, LeBron was going crazy. Lillard was going crazy. Yes. Not that Lillard was. Their record was trash, but Lillard was playing like you know Bananas. Iverson MVP style. Yeah. Another guy who was going crazy was Tatum. Tatum was going crazy. Um, yeah, they were having some... There were some crazy seasons that I think that they might have caught Greek Freak if they... You know, if the season was still 30 more yeah. games. But, yeah, based off right now... Like, um, most improved, I think, would be a really tough one. Yeah, that would like be Like, for me, I'll, I would give it to Ingram. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple other guys who I would understand if they get it. Right. Uh... I think Jaw was a runaway for a rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Zion only played ten games. Is there a clear cut coach to you? Uh, Nick Nurse. No, no. Uh, no. Another one. I don't think I, he I don't... was clear cut. Yeah, but, yeah. Because the Bucks' record was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and the Bucks had uh, everybody playing well. Yeah. Except yeah. Bledsoe, but you know. I'm not wasting my time with that today. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't think Nurse was clear cut, but he's really close. Um, I mean the the Raptors could make the playoffs, and they'll still say it was, you know, Kawhi did it. They'll probably give Kawhi credit for the, <laughs> the culture. <laughs> yeah, if they win it, win the championship this year. They'll give Kawhi a ring. <laughs> no, I hope he gets some credit taken away. You know he won't, though. I mean, I hope he does too, but we both know he won't. It's, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I was reading a couple weeks ago that uh, somebody said a thing on Instagram or Twitter, but uh, they they were like, "Man, this quarantine is making me realize that when Kawhi retires, like he'll disappear off the face of the earth." <laughs> yeah. Like we'll never see or hear him, you know, unless he decides to randomly coach like Tim Duncan did. 
I think Kawhi would be the type to like. Uh, he'll probably be an analyst out of nowhere. Oh my! No way, dude! <laughs> right. I. This guy's I never heard, never imagined would be. I never thought Stephen Jackson would be an analyst. Dude, John Barry. <laughs> he was such a trash can in the league, and all of a sudden he's an analyst, or like. He's on the countdown. Remember, he used to be on all those. Yeah, yeah, but but at least he's like a he was good well-spoken yeah, guy. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think like you know this. They got guys who aren't even college graduates. That I was shocked. NBA TV has taken some bad chances. All the fights Matt Barnes was in in his career, you thought he'd be talking basketball on TV? Yeah. In a suit. <laughs> like I think get Matt Barnes in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, that blew my mind. And I love Matt Barnes, so I'm not trying to be funny about him, but I just thought that was crazy. Hey, but uh, him and Steven Jackson, they tried, the, you know, the TV commentary shit, but the po- their podcast is, is, like, doing great. Super successful, yeah. Shout out to them, man. Um, okay, what else we got? <laughs> Nothing? I mean, sports, it's not a lot to... to... I missed the Bruce Lee uh, documentary yesterday. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Uh, so I, I don't know when I'll get a chance to see that. I um I did watch the UFC fights last week. Um, well, this weekend. Uh, I gotta say, man, Nunez might be the greatest fighter I've ever seen in my life. Wow, she's just unstoppable. I I think, I mean, <laughs> they're gonna run out of girls to put her. I mean, <laughs> women to put in the ring with her. I think she'll end up. You know, fighting a dude one day. Seriously. She beats the crap out of everybody. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that was the way I remember seeing that. I was like, holy, whoa. They they put up a stat. She, and I know UFC is not old, right? UFC's only like 260, 270 fights or whatever. Yeah. She's beaten everyone who's ever had a belt. <laughs> it Not just the people who had the belt. She beat everyone who ever had it. So she beat the people who had it at the moment, beat the people that they beat, people beat the people who beat other people for the belt, everybody, in in two different weight classes, which is crazy. Man. <laughs> She's on like a 10-game fighting streak or whatever, winning streak. But um, I just wanted to shout her out. It was a good night at UFC. I don't know why they're doing UFC. There's no crowd, but... You know, How is it with no crowd? I haven't even watched. I kind of like it better because, you know, Joe Rogan and those guys screaming when someone barely gets touched. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd usually goes crazy because they're going crazy. So I think when it was quiet, you really could watch it better, you know? Yeah. And not have the excitement. Um, not have the unnecessary unwarranted excitement yeah speaking of fighting man another thing that because we haven't been on here for a while Mm -hmm. mike tyson wanting to come back to boxing (laughs) i was like man this gotta be a joke did you see the clips i saw i saw the clips and the quote he gave was just i'm ready yeah I was like, man the the gods got your competitive like juices flowing or whatever he said I don't yeah. remember the exact quote because it was a couple weeks ago, probably even a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, he looks—he still looks as vicious as ever. I don't think anyone can pay him enough to come back. 
or I don't think anyone would pay him enough to come back. That I think that's the problem. Yeah. But I do think if he did come back, it would be crazy. If he fought some anyone his age, I you yeah, know, he'd be tough competition. Definitely, they better not get hit. I know that. So I like it though. I like the intensity. I like the drama about him coming back. But I don't think he's coming back. Because a lot of those fighters just... They... A lot more than we can see do that. Yeah, he does. for sure. The training, yeah. Every day. It's hard to put down. Mayweather still trains. I mean, he's only... He's not really stopped fighting, but... Yeah, Mayweather, you know, I'm pretty sure, is going to fight again. He might. At some point. Too yeah. much... He, you know him. He's. I, I hope he doesn't Money. fuck up his undefeated streak. He won't. But he won't fight anybody that can beat him. Cause, cause I, but I think he's gonna go on for a while, man. Cause he's making so much money. But the thing is, Mayweather fights. He's very selective, and when he fights, he doesn't really like. You know, he never gets in danger. He just fights enough to give people a show, yeah. and then he will try to knock him out, or yeah. he'll just smother him because he's so fast. He won't ever. But I, mean, I, how I many... think, depending on how long he goes, he could get caught off guard. Maybe, yeah. But like I said, I don't think he'll ever fight someone. He won't fight a spring chicken. You know, he won't fight someone in their prime. Yeah, uh, a twenty-two-year-old. He's, he's ducked a number of uh, guys in their prime. Yeah, he didn't want. Um, some of the top name guys who are fighting now, who are champs now, that wanted them. Yeah. But and then he'll just say, you know, it's not. I won't make enough money from that. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, money you won't make enough way. money to get beat. That's what it is. But yeah, money Mayweather. <sighs> uh, what are we at time? Uh, we can transition now. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you uh, um. You want to go first with the gym? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you can introduce it. Uh, Russ, man, we talked about his album a couple months ago. It was very good. And, uh, with this quarantine, some of these artists have had time to put out extra tracks and, and Russ just took that and ran with it. He did. He really did. This is, uh, 3 a.m., Russ and Ty Dolla Sign off of Shake the Snow Globe Deluxe. Yeah. I know you know what's up. Yeah. yeah. It's 3 a.m. Answer your phone. I know you had to be alone. Say you've been waiting on me all night. I let you say you play your card. Like J-Lo, I fuck with you cause you lay low Pussy be raining, ashes, thunder clapping, mouse a tornado This just the calm before the storm, it's 3 o'clock In the morning, I like a freak Type the ass when we drop, been the point Baby, tell that shit for me and you You needed me, I'm needing you 
pick up, pull up, pick up, pull up, please. It's 3 a.m. Answer your phone. Come on. I know you hate to be alone. Say you've been waiting on me all night. I let you say you play your cards. It's 3 a.m. Answer your phone. I know you hate to be alone. Say you've been waiting on me all night. I let you say you play your cards. I told you if you play your cards right. Wouldn't usually, but I might let you stay tonight. It's something different about you. I might need it one more time. Got me thinking about you, baby. You've been on my mind. Yeah, you've been on my mind. Don't wanna leave your wedding. But if I do, I'll make it up to you. Girl, I need you to wait for me. and Ty Dolla Sign. We've said it so many times about Ty Dolla Sign's impact to his <laughs> records, but can't say it enough. Um, all right. Where so do you where do you want to? Start? S- yeah, uh, you want to start with the fact that musicians aren't showing up to protest too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Chance the rapper, man. Um. I'm not sure if I've ever said anything positive about his music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about yeah. that. Dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, um, I really commend him for being there at the protests all night in Chicago. Probably the, mo- the most dangerous city in the country uh, as of late. Um he went out there. He went out there organizing protests at a church. At, I don't know if it was like the church he went to, but at a church where people could gather um, on a night where on a weekend where there was 92 shootings in the city. Uh, so he was out there really risking his life. And this was, I think, the third day um, of protesting. Um, so shout out to Chance. He, everyone knows he gives so much to the community, to education. He's just a good dude. He's a good dude. I don't know about a good artist, but he's a good dude. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Where's everybody else at? I don't know, man. 
donating a fraction of the year their yearly earnings. Yeah. <laughs> a fraction. <clears throat> How much is a fraction of Virgil Abloh's donation? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting to get to that. <laughs> Fifty dollars, bro. That's like a Same. spit in their face, man. Honestly. Saying pass it on. We don't want normal people to pass it on because the normal people are the people out there protesting. Drop fifty grand and say pass it on to the people who you know that you talk to at the Met Gala. You know, we see you out there with celebrities every day. Idris, Common, you know, all those people he hangs out with. Fifty dollars? That's so disrespectful. It is, man. I'm not gonna go too deep into him because he's really not music, but it's it's crazy. Shout out to Kanye for he, his he tried his contribution. Oh yeah, his contributions are solid. As as though late, uh, that was you know, it was it was nice. Um, he donated two million split between the three families, I believe. I think it was like seven fifty each, but. Between Ahmaud Arbery's family, Breonna Taylor's family, and um, George Floyd's family. Uh, so that was cool. He went out there. He protested. Uh, he started a fund, I believe, for Gianna Floyd's college, maybe. He started a college I, fund for somebody. I think, yeah, for, for George Floyd's daughter, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's really, really, really cool. Um, so that was nice of Kanye. That's, yeah, that's it. Vic Mensa, who, if you heard his, uh, there's a lot going on, 16 shots and shades of blue was very outspoken against police brutality. Uh, he was out there on the 11th day telling people to stop looting. Um, like I said, once the looting was already done and the places are all closed at four o'clock, he tells people to stop looting. Um, who else did I see? Kendrick came out there for the first time. Yesterday, I believe. <laughs> With Russ and uh, DeRozan. Still didn't lead, by the way. Just, yeah, came out, just came out there and participated. He did, yeah. Russ was doing a lot of the leading. Who <laughs> we've already mentioned on here multiple times is a terrible leader. <laughs> um... Dude, if if you listen to Kendrick Lamar, he I thought he'd be the first one leading. Yeah, man. Especially, especially after, you know, the passing of Nipsey, and everything he did for the community. Come on, where would Nipsey be right now? Where would he be on the first day? He probably would have been in Minnesota. If he's who he was when yeah. he rapped and who he was in his community, we saw him work in the community. Or he would have been leading in Cali somewhere. Of course. And w- w- he's someone that we've already seen do community work. I see Kendrick do stuff in music videos. And I, listen, I don't live in LA, so I'm not saying Kendrick does nothing. But <sighs> where we really need him to do something, he's in a mask and all black, you know behind the scenes being quiet like why it's easy and that's what everybody else is doing <laughs> yeah that's what normal people are doing because they can't do anything else 
Exactly. How'd you feel? Uh, uh, I saw YG shooting a music video <laughs> with the with the protest, which was pretty huge. Uh, what was it? Was it earlier today or yesterday? Maybe the LA one. Yeah. Yeah, it was huge yesterday and today. Yesterday, I think, was their biggest one. How'd you feel about that? I didn't see him shooting the music video. I don't, I don't really... I'm not surprised, man. Not from YG. He's got a song coming after Police. It wouldn't be his first. Right. He's... Very, uh... Very... F Donald Trump. Very already. introspective. Yeah, man. And he's someone I would rather not lead, honestly. <laughs> I'm completely cool with him not leading. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, you know, I, he's doing what I expect him to be doing, you know, yeah, doing something, but may not be something anyone else wants him doing. But who knows? When the song comes out, when the music video comes out, maybe it's powerful. Maybe it inspires after that. But you know, before that, I'm cool. Uh, I saw some guys in New York. Um, I saw Bun B is leading in Houston, and um, he's playing a big uh, role in the memorial for George Floyd. Um, Killer, Killer Mike, Mike was another guy, yeah. Yeah, Killer Mike was doing a lot. Um, let's see who else? Anyone else in music that you saw? Uh, music, no. I, I mean, saw not, Lu- huh? not that comes to my mind at the moment. I saw Ludacris and Tyrese at the Funeral. memorial in Minnesota. And T.I. T.I. has been leading. T.I. has been leading. Um, I saw him up there with the mayor of Atlanta and him. He was talking about them destroying the places. That was pretty early, but I didn't see him actually in protest. Um, I didn't see it. He might have been. I just didn't see it. Uh... That's it for me. I didn't see anybody else. Yeah, as far as music, I, I mean, there, there's an actor or two that that I saw, but shout out to John Boyega, man. That that was my thing. Is why does it seem like John Boyega cares about it more than most of these other celebrities? He killed it. That might be the best speech I've ever heard by an actor. Seriously, especially about you know, um, being black. I think that's the best I've ever heard. Most inspirational to me. Yeah. Um, Michael B. Jordan spoke yesterday. I think that was pretty good. Um, but it was the first time I saw him. But I, I liked what he said. Um, talking about playing Oscar Grant, which was we just talked about on here recently. Iconic, legendary role for him. For oh, anybody. I, but. Speaking of, I guess you could give. Are you giving Jay Z any credit? He he was talking to the uh, the governor. You know. <laughs> no, I'm not giving him any credit. Because what does that do? Why are people doing shit behind the scenes? What is talking to the governor? I, do? I don't know. I think he called. I think he initially called for you know uh, Derek Chauvin to be arrested. That's charged, not the governor's but. job. <laughs> the governors can't do that. I mean, he can call someone else and ask him to do it, but they, I think everyone already did that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I just I felt like that was just a glorified name drop, my opinion. 
And that's no disrespect to Jay-Z because he does do stuff. But this particular occasion, it felt like just a, yo, man, I... It felt like he was just telling everybody that he can call governors to me. Um, and maybe I'm taking that a little harshly. But that's how it felt. Uh, but shout out to him because I think he gave some money too, right? Uh, I, I didn't see, but I'm pretty, I would assume. Yeah, I think he did. I don't remember how much, but I think he did. Um, who else? Who else? I think that's it. That I saw. Yeah, uh, let's get into some music because there is some music. All right, where are we starting? I didn't listen to Gunna, as it, I said it's I been was. A while. I, I kind of put a little list of the stuff I heard since we last talked. Okay. Uh, and I got. Let me see here. I got one, two. Did we talk about Future last time? I thought we did. Because it's on maybe... my list of stuff we haven't talked about. We could talk about it real quick. I don't have, like, yeah, I got that won't take too long. Three albums and two, you know, deluxe editions that I kind of wanted to get into. Okay. I think we're on the same page then. <clears throat> uh, I'll start with the kind of the earliest thing I heard, which was Nav. Uh, I think I heard oh. Nav, like, the day after we uh, uh, we went last. And okay. I was, I was actually surprised. Good intentions? Yes. Okay. I was surprised. Um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Thirty-two songs. Oh, that's the deluxe edition. Yeah, oh I heard just the regular one. <laughs> I was about to I say, didn't need, wow, that deluxe I didn't get to. And, and and I will say this album is not like you know, it's not anything to to go out of your way to hear. Uh huh. Um, if you've heard Nav, you kind of. You should understand, he's pretty generic, pretty average. Um, but he has fun on the album. Uh, it doesn't kind of... He, he has enough variety on it to where you don't just kind of get bored. Uh-huh. Which is kind of how I've experienced him in the past. Where it's like, he kind of sounds like he's doing the same flow over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here he actually does different things. Uh, the features were really good. I was very surprised with some of the people he chose to work with i liked how they looked how the features looked yeah and and it was it was spread out well mm-hmm. uh, but i i was expecting to really hate it and i i didn't at all I, I enjoyed it there's a lot of songs that i like i've gone back and heard it several other times mm-hmm. uh, and had fun with it and it's easy to listen to why is that because it, it it's the songs aren't too long. Um, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't think there's a single song over like five minutes. Okay. okay. Um, and it just the features in his his I'll, I'll give him credit for some growth. His growth to kind of give different elements to the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll definitely recommend it if you're looking for something kind of random to check out, something fun. Okay. Uh, for me, this I guess the standouts were the uh, the Don Tolliver track and the Pop Smoke Smoke track. Okay, they were just I, I was again surprised by the choice of features and how well they sounded together. Okay, cool. Uh, what did you hear? Um, I think the rest. I I think we heard the same stuff. Okay, cool, I heard cool. um, Future. Obviously, we could talk about. I heard Future. I heard Polo G, and I heard Run the Jewels. 
Yeah, I missed Run the Jewels, unfortunately. Okay, I'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll start by saying I. <laughs> well, I'll I'll say I'll say that for later. This um, everyone knows that the Run the Jewels albums will have like really hardcore, uh, experimental beats. Yes. And um, I I really think they just kind of kept up with what they were doing on this one. Um, it's really hard to like talk about it because it just sounds like a continuation of all of them. Like they all they all have their this very particular sound that they go for all the Run the Jewels albums. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's good, man. I mean. It sounds like Run the Jewels. I, I, you get why I, I say it's kind of hard to really... Yeah, I had this... <laughs> with 2 and 3, Like I, I missed the first one, but I heard 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, like, first of all, if I were to listen to it, I could tell you now, I couldn't point out like individual tracks. Right. <laughs> like I, I could yeah. do that for probably almost anything we've reviewed through our entire podcast. Yeah. Uh, but with the way they sound, it's it's more of like a combined thing. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and there's other albums like that, but uh, they they do it very well, in my opinion. Yeah, they do, and and it just sounds like they just pick back up where they left off on three, on you know, yeah. two and three for sure. Yeah, I like. I actually loved three. Like two, I enjoyed, but three, I was like, wow, like this is really interesting. And two is their most critically acclaimed one right i think so yeah um yeah this is good i i don't think this is as good as two or three um and maybe i just feel like it's getting old maybe that's just me um and the features didn't really stand out too much because i mean there wasn't much but um two chains verse was kind of cool i don't really like the pharrell song even though that's like their hit right now i don't really like it but the rest of it you know, it's hard. It's the beats are weird. Killer Mike finds like a weird flow on most of the beats, a flow that I just have never experienced. Yeah, which is is cool, but you know, yeah, it is what it is. I like how they uh, they combine kind of old school and new school. Yeah, they uh, do. Which 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 is one of the things I really like about them. So I'm definitely gonna check this one out. And you know, these projects are all like very. Like, you kind of have to find a weird place to listen to them. Like, you're not going to hear yeah. any of these in the club. Right. And also, driving, it feels kind of weird because it may be, like, way more upbeat than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you got to just chill and listen to it. it I mean, the uh, beats were crazy. I will say, this: these guys aren't for casual. Like, if you just listen to music just to kind of hear something, just to have fun, yeah. this is not it. This is literally the opposite of, like, Nav. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not even really. It doesn't even really feel like hip hop to me. It's definitely like its own. Yeah. Run the Jewels has like made their own genre of music, in my opinion. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I'm really not a Killer Mike rapper fan. I've never been a fan of either of these guys. Yeah, prior. I, and I, I still enjoy the Run the Jewels. I, I think I like them together, but individually, yeah. I'm not a fan of really either. Yeah, it was, it's a cool project. If you like the other Run the Jewels, you'll probably like this. If you never heard any of them, you know, I, I'd recommend to check it out, but 
I'm not gonna say anyone's gonna like it because it's definitely it's a you know acquired taste. Yeah. But I liked it. Okay, what else? What we got? Uh, let's get into future. I don't have like a, too much thoughts on any of the stuff I heard, but yeah, it's it's very uh, and this isn't disrespect, but it's kind of mindless uh music. Like it's not music that you have to put much thought into even listening to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, high off life. We gotta start off first of all. I don't know if there's podcasts more critical of future than we are. To be honest. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, and I've been going back. And, you know, we've we've had to do certain things with our past episodes, uh, and I've literally noticed we're maybe li- even a little bit excessive on our future hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that with this album, man, I gotta say, I love. I had a great time listening to it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, which is what I've always wanted from him. Uh, to have a good time to listen yeah, to him his and, projects. And people kind of just blindly have that with every one of his albums. I don't get that. And at all. I've never got that. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first time where I'm like, I see the appeal. I'm actually like, I, I can enjoy this. I would agree with that for sure and, on this project. And I got to be honest, it's been a little while since I you've know, heard it with all the stuff going on, but yeah. Um, I can't really point out to what it was specifically that kind of made me enjoy this project more. I, I think for me, it wasn't too uh, experimental. And it seemed it seemed focused and not like he was goofing off. Sometimes, yes. he, some of his songs, like, it's obvious that he's trying to be funny. You know, like, he has those lines that people put in memes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this this one, I didn't feel like any... Well, this had the least amount of stuff that he was like just not serious about. It felt like a very serious future to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was a breath of fresh air, honestly. Yeah. I, I, um, this was the first time I think I enjoyed him rapping continuously. Because mm-hmm. I always found gems on practically every one of his projects. Oh, he has a hit on every project, uh, right. for sure. But this was the first one where, like, four songs would go by, and I'm enjoying the rapping. Yeah. And I never really had that with him in the past. I think he talked about more stuff than normal, too. Yeah. Maybe because his life is in a different place, probably than it ever was. Did you see, uh, he was, uh, what was he doing? He was, like, congratulating all his baby mamas or something. Like giving him a shot. This was a little while ago, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I did. He yeah. is man. Yeah, the memes about like relationships and women that come from future are just hilarious. Have you seen the memes when they like make up something that he would say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish you protested for our love or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah. are great. Those are great. I wonder if he reads those. Agree. I just I would... feel like people have the right mindset going into Future's music. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think he kind of benefits off of that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't have anything to add to what you said. I liked the features on here, too. Yeah, um, again, I don't really have any standouts because it's been a minute. Uh, the little Uzi track I really liked... 
mm-hmm. uh, posted with demons I really liked, but I, I would imagine going back to it, I'll have like other tracks that I enjoyed. Yeah, we can do that next time if you want to. I'll probably come back to one of these as a gem in you know in a couple episodes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just Polo G now. Yeah. Okay. You want to start? Speaking of uh, Chicago. Oh, is he from Chicago? Uh, it sounded like from this album. Yeah, it did. yeah. I didn't even think about that. I, I didn't really look it up, so I don't know for sure. But listening to this, it definitely sounded like somebody from Chicago. He's good, man. Uh, and yeah, I completely agree. I uh, he. What is the genre? That these guys do this music like the um i can't think of everyone who does it like i hear the music a lot but i don't really know a lot of the artists but it's like uh a bookie kind of does it um i would say little dirk does it it's like the like repetitive um like it's like where the hook and the rap it doesn't split. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it sounds like they're just rapping the whole time, but then you realize he said that thing four times, yeah. so that must be the hook. Moneybag really Yo does noticed. this pretty well too. Yeah, he does. I don't know what that's called, but he killed it on this album. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it great, like at least seven times. Yeah. And I liked liked all of them. Um, the Juice World. Um, I don't know what. I don't know how long he's been making this album, but that it's impressive, man. It really is. All of it is impressive. Yeah, the man. Subject the, matter is impressive. The rapping on here is top notch. Yeah, it sounds so mature. And the thing is, he's rapping better than all those guys I was just naming yep. that do that. Yep. That's what was really impressive. Um, he was talking about so many different things. He wasn't just talking about money and girls. He was talking about growing up. He's talking about, you know, his family, who he is. It, it was just a very solid, well put together album. It really was. Yeah. And, and this is another one where it does have standout tracks, uh, but it's another one of those I would recommend as a whole. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and this, this project, I would really recommend listening to in order. Yeah, I agree uh, too. Some, yeah. You know, a lot of times I just I, I don't I don't see a huge difference when you just kind of mix the songs up. Uh, but this one, you could kind of feel the progression as you went along. Right. Um, I guess a small criticism I had is I wanted a little more hype. Uh, I just it gets kind of it gets familiar after maybe like halfway through. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it just felt like the last maybe like four or five songs dragged, but if he had like another Go Stupid on here, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it would have split it up a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he needed a banger, just one more banger, just for me at least. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, a, a lot of it was very um, hardcore, uh, you know, feeling, introspective. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was. It was. It's those full albums like that are hard to listen to. Sometimes, um, certain moods. You know, you got to be in the right mood. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but good project, man. The Goat by Polo G. Yeah. He's those. a guy definitely be on the lookout for what he does next. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. Shout out to Chicago. They're um another new rapper comes from there like every month it feels like. Yeah. Okay. Um did you hear any singles? Anything else? Uh nothing that really comes to mind like i really haven't been getting too deep into music the last couple weeks yeah so i probably did hear some singles i just can't remember them at this point i heard um neo and jeremiah's song collab song it was interesting i don't i don't have that much to say about it though uh Yes, I I guess that's all I got, man. Well, honestly, we can get into some of these deluxe tracks that came out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about Russ. Let's get more, dig more into that. Russ was, uh, and I have two specific ones that I want to talk about because we talked about like the weekends was really good, uh, where it added kind of a different element to the album. Yeah. Um, and for me, if you're gonna put out deluxe tracks, like I want them to add something to the project yes i'd rather you just drop an ep if you're just gonna give me like random tracks that you just had time to make yes uh in russ he didn't add a different element but he added to the how good his album was with these tracks he did i i think he added a little more um to his versatility a little bit i agree yeah, I mean, he showed some stuff that, like, man, you thought this album was good. Look at what else I can do. Yeah. Because I was more impressed by the rapping than his singing in the original album. Yeah. But here, he kind of mixed it all up so well. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, I actually, it motivated me to listen to the album with these tracks. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, man, it, it just only makes it better. It does. It really does. Uh, and that's what I'm looking heard, for. I haven't heard Boogie in a while. Yeah. And, I, I mean, he picked Boogie for the perfect song for Boogie's style. Right. Um, And all the other ones, man, were really, really, really good. Really solid. Yeah. And it, the album, I mean, he added songs, but it still doesn't feel too long with the songs on it. Exactly. And that's impressive, too, in itself. Which makes me want to get into my other one, which is honestly almost the complete opposite. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. All right. So, as I, I mentioned... I forgot about this. Yeah. As I mentioned, what I'm looking for in deluxe tracks, you got to give me some more value to the album. Right. Uh, whether it's a different element or just kind of you develop on what your album sounded like and these tracks don't do that at all not at all they really feel they really feel like throwaways yes yeah that's sad with the exception of russian roulette which i really like me too uh these other tracks i didn't hate them but i did the same thing i did with russ uh where i listened to the original album with these tracks and mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, these other tracks stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, for sure. 
It just sure. it really doesn't fit the energy of the rest of the album. Funeral was such a fire album. Yes. That's what was killing me. It's going. It's like when it first came out, I listened to it nonstop. But yeah. you know, time has passed, and going back to it, I was excited because it's been a while, and I know how great it is. And yep. I'm hearing the album, and I'm like, man, this is great. And then these tracks <laughs> just don't fit at all. And they, he really fools you with the features because on uh, <laughs> Shimmy and Help. It says with Doja Cat and yes. with Tory Lanez, yes. not featuring, with. And, um, oh God. And the thing is, they're not bad songs. I feel like if he, like, did this. If he just dropped like, a little mixtape or a little EP. Yeah, if th- those were singles, I'd be cool. But this, this isn't Funeral. Like, none of this sounds like anything not, on yeah. Funeral. Russian Roulette's the only one. Yeah, it does. And Rush, I remember hearing about him working with Benny the Butcher prior to this album coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know, I don't know how it didn't make it if it was out at that point. But uh, yeah, man, the rest of these tracks are throwaways. Yeah, I mean, and I really despise when artists have a beat with just the other artists on it already, like Shimmy yeah. and Help. Yeah, like. Clearly, their hook came on the beat. He did not call them and say, yo, I refuse to believe that he called Tori and said, yo, give me a feature, and that's what Tori did. No way. Yeah. No way. It's just, (laughs) just mathematically, if you put out a 24 album or a track album, you don't need extra tracks. Yeah. If you do... Like three maximum. I was only excited because of how fire Funeral was. Funeral is still my favorite album of the year. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't want to listen to anything else from Lil Wayne at this point. No, me either. Unless Drake was on it. Anything else, right. I'll pass. Right. And I, I agree. The um, the one with the Griselda guys, Butcher and yeah, uh, Conway. Conway, that was great. With the rest of it, yes. And I I like the little Uzi one, but you know not on this. I would rather it come out on Uzi's album. Yeah, it felt more like a Uzi track. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, moving on. Yeah. No other music. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, I'll play um, I'll play a gem real quick before we uh. Close it out. We... Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Oh, this is by this girl I recently discovered. Not too recently, like last year, named Lene. And this is called Stereo Vibing. So dramatic Sending shivers down my spine New school feeling somehow classic We stereo vibing And I just want to know if you've been thinking about it too Giving me something more Better than for two for I can't 
That was a uh, Lene stereo vibing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's smooth. She's smooth. Um, <clears throat> you got anything else uh, you want to talk about? Um, have you been watching uh, anything like show wise, movie wise? Uh, I watched all of um, Defending Jacob finally, and that's on uh, Apple Plus. Chris Evans mm-hmm. and Michelle Dockery. Uh, that was really, really good. Um, I'm glad Chris Evans is transitioning into doing other things after the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, he did better, a really good job. Better choice than Robert Downey Jr., I'll tell you that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did a really good job producing that and acting in it. I'm not sure if he wrote it. I don't think he did. I think it was a based off a book but he produced it and acted did great um I feel like I have seen something else no I don't I don't think I have I think that's it uh yeah I got I got hooked on uh, Billions which is a Showtime show mm-hmm. uh, and I've seen like I've noticed it for a while even back when I was watching uh Shameless I know like I remember noticing when it was first coming out mhm 
but it didn't really draw me. Like I couldn't really tell what it was about. It just like kind of you know finances and and kind of I guess attorney stuff. Uh, and I mm-hmm. decided to give it a shot only because I liked the actors that were in it. And I'm glad I did, man, because it's really good. And that's uh, Lewis and Paul Giamatti? Yes, Is he in there? Yes, they're, uh, they're like, I'm not going to, re- they're rivals, but it's it's in a strange way, I'll just say that. Okay. Um, and the, the show is, it's really hard to make a show that's, you know, centered on dialogue really good really consistently uh-huh. uh but i'm a season and a half through it and i haven't gotten bored once oh, okay and like again it's not an action show it's it's very very dialogue driven but uh the acting is just top notch okay which you should expect in a you know premium channel show yeah yeah definitely and one other thing I started doing, because I was, I mean, I was hitting the video games way too hard, mm-hmm. is I actually started reading a book, <laughs> which I haven't done by choice since I think middle school. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So I was, I was pretty proud of myself. I'm, I'm about a two hundred pages through. Is it a novel? Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't see how much pages it is exactly. I'm about a third of the way through it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's, it's a murder mystery. You know, it's okay. pretty basic, but uh, when I was younger, that was kind of the, the genre I liked reading the most. Yeah. Uh, so I'm giving it a shot. Okay. Cool. That's cool. Uh, I don't have any specific hobbies worth mentioning at the moment, but, uh, you know, hanging in there, getting it done. It's a tough time. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. How um how close are you to the protests, by the way? Uh, well, there was a protest in my town the other day, uh-huh. uh, which was about you know fifteen minute drive from me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. DC is a little bit further. DC is maybe like forty minutes, thirty, like maybe thirty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and honestly, man, when this this whole thing was starting, I I, I wanted to get involved. And then they started mm-hmm. tear gassing the pro- protesters, so, you know. Yeah, especially there. That's right, tough. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. I went the first day they did it here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh I haven't I haven't went um again, but uh there hasn't been any violence at the ones here. Um not yet at least. So Yeah, in my town it was completely peaceful. I mean, you know, yeah. small towns, it's not really, like, it's not really ground to, like, loot or do anything crazy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. They, um, messed up the courthouse here. Uh, burned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, spray-painted it and stuff like that. I think that's really the only, like, major damage. I went, I was in the march up until... They got to the police station and started throwing stuff at the cops, mm. and then that's when I started leaving. Yeah. Because I saw the cops start going to get the supplies. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I caught up on some movies. Um, okay. But <laughs> I watched The Gentleman, and I watched uh, Birds of Prey. 
Uh, What'd you think of the gentleman? Uh, I liked it. You know, sometimes those movies that are like really, really story driven more than they are like acting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't like those kind of movies, but I did like this one. I like this. It's Guy Ritchie's bag. Like, it's his pocket. It is, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, Hugh Grant did a lot more than I thought he would do based off the previews. Yeah. So, uh, he did really good. Uh, I really like the, the stuff. The Colin Farrell, his character is really funny. Yeah, he is. He was great. He was great. I mean, he probably did the most, like, different acting out of everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Because McConaughey was the same person he is in every single movie. Yeah. Charlie Hunnam was, was the same, too. Yeah, and he really didn't have to do much. You know, he just yeah. talked a little bit. But. Charlie Hunnam really got to get out of that, uh, like, that Sons of Anarchy character that he's stuck in. I know. He needs to shave, you know, go, like, real short for once and not be gritty in everything. Yeah. he. he I mean, he was good. Like, he fit the role well. He did, yeah. Uh, and... and that whole like sequence of them chasing down the kids, yeah, who who got it on video was so funny. Yeah, it was. It was. I I I really enjoyed it. I did. What about Birds of Prey? Uh, Birds of Prey. I. It was fun, but I didn't think it was a good movie. But I, you know, I liked it. But I wouldn't say, like, you know, I don't know if I would tell somebody to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I did like it. I mean, it's hard not to like the actors that are in there, you know? Yeah. Um, I liked that it was funny, though. A lot of it was funny, and I liked that. It was, it was fun. It was kind of, like, simple. Yeah, it was very simple. Rewatching yeah. it, though, I will say, like, DC kind of invested all their hopes in harley quinn it seems like uh, yeah i mean especially coming out of like that was cartoons. the real the only real positive out of suicide squad yeah and i'm i'm just surprised that they decided to make uh like a fun throwaway movie it's definitely a throwaway movie yeah yeah I, i'm surprised too that this is not like they should have I won't say they should have, because I I get why they did it. And I think they kind of did it because they knew they probably couldn't afford to do a lot of Margot Robbie movies. You know, they wouldn't be able to do like three of these. Yeah. They can't, no way they can afford it. Especially the way things are going at the box office. Down and down for them. So, I don't don't know. I'd like to see her in the next Batman yeah, I mean, no. it just seems like their other solo stuff was so, like, they seemed so much more determined to, like, really make a meaningful character that they could include moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Even, like, Shazam. Like, yeah. I want to see Shazam moving forward. Right. He doesn't even have to be in his own movie. Mm-hmm. But after coming out of Birds of Prey, I'm like, okay, I enjoyed it. And watching it the second time, I'm, I'm okay with never seeing this again and really never seeing any of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I would recommend watching it one time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it was a fun watch. It was. Speaking of um, DC, did you see uh, like the Snyder Batman v Superman cut coming out? 
Oh, is it real? Yeah, next year on HBO, I think. Okay. I'm not... I mean, I you know, I have heard about the hype, but I haven't really investigated it enough for me to, like, be hype about it. I know other people are hype about it, but I, I don't know why. Do you, you know why? Well, they were... People were more excited for, like, what they thought Snyder's tone would be. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think... Did I say Batman v Superman? I meant Justice League. Justice League, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just... I've seen the movie a number of times, and I, it's hard for me to imagine that what he did could make enough of a difference. Uh, but, I, I mean, if it's on HBO, I'll definitely check it out. I like Justice League probably... Um, well, never mind, I take that back. I was going to say I like it the best, but I, I'd be lying. Uh, I don't think Justice League was that bad. No, it's, I, I don't think it's bad at all. I don't know why, um... It's another, like... Imagine if the Avengers made a fun throwaway movie. You think Justice League was a throwaway? Yes. Oh, man. Alright. Plot-wise, <laughs> it was, like, meaningless. Uh, Steppenwolf? Yeah, he just came in there, they beat him. You know, once Superman came back, it was light work. <laughs> That's how it should be. They're Justice League. Yeah, but I just... I don't know, man. Like... <laughs> But that's the thing is they try to be so serious with Batman v Superman. Yeah. And, and just thinking about it, why would you why would you leave Doomsday in that movie when he would have fit this movie so much better as the villain? Yeah. But I agree. Who knows? I I never heard of Steppenwolf until that movie. Yeah. I never heard of him in like the cartoons or the comics or anything. I assume he existed. I know they didn't just make up somebody for the movie, but Yeah. I didn't think he was someone that people wanted to see. Isn't, um... I guess they had Vandal Savage on the, uh... TV universe, huh? Yes. Um, they really... I, I'm really cool if they just use the TV people still. You know what's weird? Honestly. I don't know if you've noticed, like... Some of the shows have been affected by the virus. And yeah. I saw this for the... So, my dad is finishing Blacklist... Uh-huh. And Blacklist didn't finish like filming their final episode, I think. Uh, of the reboot? I think of the finale. Oh, okay. But well, they like brought back a mini version of it, right? Something and I saw my dad watching and it was like half animated. <laughs> it looked so weird. Are you serious? I'm, dude, I'm so serious. Oh, I haven't heard that. And, like, like, my dad was telling me, and I didn't see this, but, like, sometimes the actors would cut in for little interviews of, like, shit they, to explain shit they couldn't film. <laughs> that seems, that seems that ridiculous. That was aired on TV? I'm pretty, yeah. I mean, I saw wow. the animated stuff, dude. It looked, I'm trying to, like, relate it to another animation style. But I can't even, like, think of it because it was so weird. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone talking about it yeah. either. I, I hope other shows aren't doing that. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I haven't seen any yet. Like, yeah, I haven't it's... watched any shows that are currently on TV, yeah. though. I mean, Billions so. Season 5 is going on right now, but I'm way behind that. So I don't know what that looks like. I think those shows, they film so far in advance. That's true, yeah. Because Game of Thrones is filmed, like, a long time before the finale came out, yeah. right? 
Um, uh, trying to think what else. Have I seen anything else? Still haven't seen Bloodshot, but I might just not watch it at this point. Yeah, I'm skipping that. <laughs> uh, I have noticed that, like, it feels like, and this is probably because not many shows are coming out, it seems like there's a lot of, like, throwaway shows out. Like, shows that are just, like, yeah, they know people probably aren't going to really like that much, but they just put it out there because there's no competition. Yeah, I actually, uh, I watched some of this, and my girlfriend mostly watched it, but uh, Raising Dion on Netflix. Yeah, that's Michael B. Jordan's yeah, show, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I didn't really like it, but she did, so I don't know. I haven't heard anything good about it, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't know, it just didn't, it didn't, like, you would, I was expecting it to impress me, but it didn't. That was out a long time before quarantine, though. Yeah, but I'm I'm seeing a bunch of stuff popping up on Netflix. Like, Dude. 13 Reasons Why is back? I didn't even... I thought they were done after, like, season two. What is this, three or four? Four. <laughs> How are they in the fourth season? Like, I don't... What is the show about? I, I also watched the new movie on there, America's Last uh, Crime or whatever. Mm, what the is- last American Crime. Have you seen the new movie on Netflix? No, I haven't seen this. <laughs> oh man, that movie was garbage. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Edgar Ramirez and Michael Pitt. You know them? Yeah, I know Edgar Ramirez. Yeah, he pick he picks some garbage projects. Well, he picked another one. It, the thing is, like, it started out kind of cool, and then it just got, like, it's like this weird um, dystopian future where the government has set up these towers to, like, fry criminals' brains every time they want to commit a crime. Like, just when they want to. And it's, a, it's like if they uh, decide that they're going to do something that they know is unlawful, their brains will start frying and they'll just pass out or something. And like the dude, his brother gets killed. So he wants to go on this vengeance and, you know, steal all the money from the uh, printing place. It, it was, it just wasn't good. Netflix man. is really garbage with the like dystopian future, the post-apocalypse movies. I know. Why do they have so many? Of so them? many dude. Bird box was enough. They've had, like, three other um, bird boxes. What's the one with uh, Anthony Mackie on it now? um, Yeah, I.O. or something like that. No, not that one. The uh, Altered Carbon. Oh, that That show is is weird, yeah. Yeah, it's another one, though. Futuristic, like, weird stuff. It's just... I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get why they have so many of them. I don't get why they take the pitches and they are so hard to access. They, it seems like they take pictures from the same people over and over again. Yeah. Yo, remember what I pitched to you last year? This is it again, but now we're using assassins or now yeah, we're They're really Banks. getting lazy. Yeah. The Shadow of the Moon, that movie, that movie was good, but it was another one futuristic, you know, time traveler, he chases his whole life. Yeah. 
Like they're stealing. Like they're stealing good movie concepts and like making them trash. Like if you're gonna steal from Minority Report, make it good. Right. If you're gonna steal from Looper, make it good. Yeah. Right. I I if you do watch <laughs> the last um, American Crime. Whatever I forgot what the name of it is, but it's something like that. It's yeah. the newest movie on there. Okay. Let me know what you think. But I didn't even finish it, honestly. I, don't know. I, I, I used to enjoy like garbage movies when I was like in a certain mood on a certain day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't really had that lately. What's the worst movie that you've ever seen? That I've ever seen? Ooh, yeah, man. like, well, do you cut movies off if they're really bad? Um, I've done, I've done, it's been a while since I've done that. (laughs) What, (laughs) what's the last one you did that to? Um, man, I gotta go back. It's the last, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a movie I've seen, because I've done that with movies, re-watching them and realizing they're bad. Now, do, tell me one that you watched for the first time that you realize, like, this movie's really bad, Mm. and you just... I know it was some on Netflix. I know it was, man. Trying to think. Oh, the movie with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. The like he's like in a polar. Oh, <laughs> garbage. You cut that off? Yes, garbage. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I'm not surprised. I um, I, the movie I watched the shortest amount of time in my life was Robert Pattinson Cosmopolis. <laughs> Dude, I watched maybe six minutes of that movie. I was like, I am not liking this at all. Yeah, I I don't. I still have never watched it. It's just like, man, Robert Pattinson, and this is like his first movie after Twilight, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That was that's the last time. I uh, I mean, up until yesterday, where I cut this one off, the last American Crime. That was the last time I did that. So I will say that now that I've had a little bit of time to think about it, uh, it comes at night was one of the movies that probably pissed me off the most in my life. It comes at night with uh, Joel Edgerton. Uh, it's a scary movie. Yeah, it's like a scary thriller of there's like a virus, but you don't really know what it is, and you <laughs> gotta like trash. it's just like two families that like are forced to join up when everybody's trying to avoid each other. Oh, okay. It's I hate movies that like end up having make no point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you finish it, it's like nothing really meaningful happened. Mm-hmm. And that's what that movie was. I just I hated it. Oh, that's tough being a scary movie fan then. Yeah, and I went. This is what really pissed me off is I went to theaters to see it, and they <laughs> tr- after the movie ended, like prior to the credits coming on. They try to tell us that there's, after the credits, you could watch an interview with the director on how he made the movie and how he thought about it. I was like, dude, this movie sucks. (laughs) Maybe you should have watched it. You would understand why it was so bad. (laughs) I wanted to, but I was so mad. I'm like, dude, y'all try to just, like, advertise a post-credit scene to explain why your movie wasn't trash? I can't remember the last time I saw a movie in theaters that was that I thought was trash. Dude, it's been if a, a director has to come on after the movie and explain the movie, it's not good. I agree. 
was, yeah, that's crazy. I've never even heard of that. I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time. Maybe I did. I think that's what made me hate it as much as I did. I don't know if it was like as awful as I remember it. But the fact that you needed explanation from that yeah, director like, this made movie was about nothing. Like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I tell you what. Um, and this is the last thing I'll say. Space Jam Two has to be the longest made movie in history. Like they have to spend the most time making a movie. Like it has to be a record. Since they announced that it was coming out, it's been like six years. They've been making a Space Jam Two since LeBron was on the Heat. Yeah. And it's nowhere to be found. It's but gonna now, be it's gonna be one of those like trash movies that was like every scene was filmed months apart. Yeah. And they're just gonna chop it together and it's gonna be random and probably stupid. Well now Looney Tunes is back, so on HBO Max. Mm. The new Looney Tunes. Yeah. So they heard me when I said they had to make them relevant again. So here it comes. I am gonna get HBO Max though, I feel like. It feels like it's just it's way too much good stuff on there for me to not check it out. Yeah. At least for a little bit. <clears throat> until everything starts getting, you know, leaked. Alright, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. I am gonna close it uh, with some throwback Joey Badass that is relevant to... His whole last album, All American Badass, is relevant to right now, pretty much. He was one of those that I feel like was early to what's going on right now. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll see you next time for episode 103. And until then. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Man representing. Yo, yo. Hey, they say you never know what you got till it's all up in the way and it's all only at the time sometimes you want to throw it away but lately i've been talking to god he told me heaven is a way better place so i'm taking everything that i and I'm running away, I'm running away I just can't cope with the pain, you just don't understand Running away I'm running away I just can't cope with the pain, you just don't understand Running away Going like the wind, I can't seem to win I know the end is near but I just don't know when. Turn on the CNN. Look at what I see again. It's another black man. That at the white man of justice. To tell the truth, man, I'm fucking disgusted. I fear for the lives for my sisters, my brothers. Unfortunate than I. Let's formulate a plan. I'm sick of holding grudges. I'm loading in all my sluggers and aiming in at you judges. Fuck the cops. Fuck the system and the government. Your fuckers not protecting and serving them all like damaging and hurting and letting no shots to your motherfuckers. And in fact, we 
been your hunted. They don't want us in the bundles. They know we're strengthening them numbers. Why they gave you war? The time is coming, no discussion. If you ain't got a gun, then you better start running. Run to the rock of my salvation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I run to the stone that the builder rejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I run to Abba Bajana, Christ, Ili, I see that see ya. Hear them call some other name, them other guy not qualify. A long, long time, me see some idiot. I try tell me America is the land of the free that I lie. Cause nobody no free boy, yeah. Better we leave Babylon and go to Ethiopia. And if you don't believe we can achieve that, then you is just another idiot or another. Motherfucker, it's the J-O-Z-I. F-B-A-D-M-O-N. Come on, bring them M's on in. I'm on the upside now. You could turn them M's upside down. We bout to win. Is it L for the other side of him? Most grace that you lost, I invite them in. To my soul, though you feel the vibes when I'm chinning in. The inner most of my spirit been in gold with bunny gold. But most of them labels don't penny so. Who you think it best in the penitentiaries, though? Same owners and them labels. Same owners and your cables. Smooth feet in your table. Trying to keep your mind stable. Your eyes blind and your skin's hazel. The truth sending your nasal. But even the air's all fucked up. How we supposed to see stars? Chemical jars above us. What's a bunch of other shit that's undiscovered? Detached from the roots to success. Sell my brothers. That's words of motherland. Sold us on stolen land. Visions from brother man. He's seen us all holding hands. 50 years later, still see my brothers choked to death. I'll be the ever gonna. Only right I show respect. Now what they they hanging us by a different tree. Branches of the government, I can name all three. Judicial, legislative, and executive. Like your pops away, trap your mouth and next to kids. It's all consecutive. I'm just trying to break the cycle. I wonder if I do it all before they take my life. Yo, crucify my image. The Lord is my witness. If the heavens gates close, I'ma break off the midges for my niggas. Guess I'ma break off the midges for my niggas. Guess I'ma break off the midges for my niggas. They say you never know what you got Until it's all up in the way And it's all lonely at the time Sometimes you wanna throw it away But lately I've been talking to God He told me heaven is a way better play So I'm taking everything that I got And I'm running away I'm running away I just can't cope with the pain, you just don't understand, running away, I'm running away, I just can't cope with the pain, you just don't understand, running away, fast as I can to Mount Zion, running away. Babylon boy, them are coming, coming, yeah. You better start running, running. Babylon is coming. Babylon, get jealous of we, of we, just because I walk this way. Babylon, get jealous of we, of we. Hey.